0: ClimateCast listeners, I'm your host Adam Rujo, and this is episode number nine. Today's date is October twenty fifth, two thousand nineteen. This episode is a conversation I had with Maddie Zane. Maddie's got a lot to talk about, and quite frankly, he needs no introduction. So let's get right into it.
1: Cheers, man. Cheers, bubbly seltzer.
0: Uh before we get uh, started, um, you talk about pizza all the time. Uh, yeah. How many days a week do you think you I eat love, pizza? I love it. Uh, Team pizza? You're always eating pizza.
1: Yeah, maybe th- I would say three to five days a three week. Three to five days a, a week.
0: week. <laughs> now, Maddie, would you think maybe if you cut back a little bit on
1: pizza, it would help with your climbing? Well, see, I, I think this, that I, there's so many good pizzas out there, but I prefer just cheese pizzas, just yep. straight up cheese. Because I think it's just like the most like authentic form of pizza. You're not like masking the flavor by adding all these unique, you know, yeah, coffee combinations. Eat it for what it is. So uh, yeah, I just I just think it's great, and I think that's uh, just something I couldn't give up. So yeah. All right. Anyways, today I'm here with uh, Maddie Zane. How you doing today, Maddie? <laughs> uh, I'm good. Yeah, got the day off work, so I'm like to catch up with you and yeah. talk some good old New England shit.
0: Absolutely. And I gotta ask you, what what brought you to Denver, man?
1: Uh yeah, I mean I guess ultimately I grew up in New England, kinda lived all over New England and was just looking for a change. Um yeah, just wanted to come west, just get yep. a different feel for I don't know, new area, new climbing. And uh I just finished nursing school this yep. past fall, I guess. So Congrats I, again. Yeah, it's like that was Yeah. An effort. <laughs> um but yeah, so I guess I got a job out here. Um so that was a big reason for coming. And then my girlfriend and I both moved out together. Yep. And she had one of her, like, best childhood friends out here. And I think also just having other, like, you know, connections in the Denver area or Front Range area. Yeah. I had some other friends out here. It was just an easier transition. Yep. Um So, yeah, I've been here since, like, Christmas time. Yeah.
0: And, uh, yeah, it's been great so far. So. Do you guys have a rough amount of time that you think you're uh, going to spend here?
1: Uh not sure um at this point i have like a 2 year contract with work yep. and then i think we'll try to maybe get into like the travel nurse yeah. or yep. something like that so probably for like 2 years mm-hmm. um at this point but yeah we'll see yeah yeah keeping it open at this point
0: Dude, that that'd be the dream like if i could go back i think that would be the perfect job being a travel nurse you know like i could start over yeah That's i think like the... so it's,
1: it's funny how like you don't realize it at the time but like when you're on the road, like, how many climbers are nurses? Yeah. And I feel like they definitely kind of discovered this little niche that, like, it's one of the, know, the few jobs that you can have, like, uh, just, like, job dependability and make decent money and have an incredibly flexible schedule, so. Yeah. That's the hopefully, dream, man. Hopefully it'll pay Happy off. you i it's oh. That's funny. At work now, I have, like, my, I'll, I'll talk to my manager. She'll be wanting to schedule, and I'll be like, all right, here's the deal. Like, I, I can work weekends. I don't like working midweek. Yeah. I like... I want to work a, a day on, day off schedule. Yeah. If it rains, I'll work. You know, any <laughs> time it's like under fifty degrees, and I call out sick, I'm probably not sick. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, that's uh, too too good, man. Jeez. And uh, where uh, where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Maine. Yeah, yeah, a small town called Freedom. Freedom. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's, way up there. Uh, yeah, a couple hours like north of Portland.
0: Yeah. What would you say the climbing scene
1: is like in Freedom? I'll start with Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty big. It's yeah. quite the scene. Uh, no, no one really climbs no in Freedom. Yeah, right. I think there's probably mo- like more. We actually have the shirt we sell at the Freedom General Store, and it has the population breakdown. Yeah. And I think the biggest population is like deer, and then moose, and then I think <laughs> humans come in at and like the top three, maybe. That's awesome. Um, so pretty, yeah, pretty non-existent. Uh-huh. Uh, Man, that's funny. Yeah, fairly rural. Uh, And what got you into climbing? Uh, Yeah, so I've always, I don't know, kind of just been into, like, outdoor stuff. And uh, I guess my mom was a climber. Yeah. And she used to climb when she was younger, like, in college and everything. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it makes for, like, a great relationship with us. And, uh, yeah, I'd say she stopped climbing when she had my brother and I. I've got an older brother. And then... When I was maybe like 14 or 15, she took me to a climbing gym in the area. Uh, it's a place called Rock Rats. Yeah. In yeah. A, a small little climbing gym, and uh, it was classic. It was open for maybe like a month, and then oh. shut down because no one went, and it's yeah. kind of a sauerkraut factory. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a pretty good option, you know. <laughs> uh, but we went there, and I just fell in love with it, um, and then... After that, you know, she still had a bunch of old, like, climbing gear and stuff just yep. kind of lying around the house. So I kind of, like, got her back into it and just convinced her to take me out and yeah. kind of show me some stuff. And...
0: I imagine that to be really helpful having a parent that's a climber because mm-hmm. they probably, hopefully, kind of get it when you're out climbing all the time. And,
1: you know, it's, it just happens to every climber that they're missing family events and stuff. No, totally, was, yeah, and I think just my personality, I've, I've never been one to, like, make it to all sorts of family yeah. events, and I have every intention and love my family yep. as much as I can, but yeah. I think, I know my mom understands that, yep. like, yeah. uh, you know, that it's such an important thing, and it's almost yeah. like... It's something you just need, you know, mm-hmm. if, like two or three go- days yeah. go by and you haven't gone climbing, mean, you're just like, you know, You feel like something's it wrong. You're like, oh my God, like give me some pizza or something. Yeah. <laughs> Which you're going to
0: do uh, anyways. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it makes you feel whole. I, I get it. Yeah. For sure. Um,
1: and can you tell me a story of the first time you went climbing outside? Yeah, totally. So we maybe done like a couple gym sessions, gym closed down and my mom still had a bunch of the old gear mm-hmm. and uh, I remember I like, kind of understood a little bit, maybe from, like, her explaining stuff and, like, looking in books. But I was, like, very self-taught. Yeah. So, basically, like, you know when you're at the crag and you just, like, see just, like, some people doing idiotic stuff. And you're like, oh, my God, we've got to leave right now. Yeah. Like, I've probably done all that stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there before, so I can oh, definitely yeah. empathize with those people. Yeah. But I remember, so my mom has all this old, you know, this gear's from, like, the 80s. Who knows how old it is. Yeah. But me and my buddy, my buddy Ian, uh, he had his driver's license. And I can remember just, like, needing to go out so bad, and I convinced him to, like, go out to this cliff called, uh, Eagle's Bluff in yep. Clifton, Maine, and I remember we, like, get there, and we have, like, a rope and just a bunch of old ratty slings, and, uh-huh. uh, it's classic, we, like, hike up to the top of the cliff and just come up with some type of anchor. you know, we just find a tree, tie <laughs> some shit around it, God. and, uh, we huck the rope over, yeah. and then we hike back down to the base of the cliff. And the rope's just all like you know mangled and knotted, like it yeah. doesn't reach the ground. And I remember just thinking like, "Dang, like how, how do you get the rope from the top of the cliff to the ground yeah. so we can like set up this top rope?" And uh, I mean, it took a lot. I and mean, we were probably at the cliff for like the day, like, eight hours. And I think we did one top rope because it took <laughs> us the whole day. Of we were at the cliff just trying to hook the rope in like this perfect way so that yeah. it would fall down. Yeah. You know, because we just had no idea how to make it work. Yeah. Um, but even after yeah. that, I remember like the whole day it was like. So fun, despite yeah. the fact that we like were there for...
0: How time. old do you think you were? I would have been like 14 or 15. Yeah. Probably 14, yeah, he,
1: yeah he was, was 16. Yep. So, yeah.
0: Damn. Should have asked your uh, your mom for a little advice that day. I know. She would have brought the mom out. <laughs> but, all right, well, uh, speaking of your mother, I remember you telling me that you did some uh, cool climbs with your mother back in the day. Uh, what would you say some of those
1: m- m- memorable ones were? Yeah, totally. No, so it was awesome having my mom, you know, as a climber for many reasons. One, it was just always a good climbing partner. Yeah. Know, I could just whine to her and, be yeah. like, you know, <laughs> take me climbing. Um, and it's just fun to have that relationship with your parents, too. You know, I feel like especially as an adolescent, so many kids, like, despise their parents. But, mm-hmm. I don't know, having, like, a close relationship or just, like, a, something in common with my mom was really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> so initially, we just would climb locally a bunch and she you know she hadn't climbed for years um but we would go to two areas camden and clifton pretty often yeah um and i can remember specifically that we would do this little circuit we like there's basically like three climbs that i was like able to do yep. <laughs> and uh one of them i could like lead up this it was this five four uh this track climb you know so some respect there yep and uh would lead up this five four, and that would allow me to set up a top rope on this five nine slab, yeah. and then I could lead up this mixed route, this five eight called uh, crossover direct. Yeah. And those three routes were the, like the ones that I felt comfortable doing, and I remember me and my mom would go oh, all yeah. the time. We just do these three routes over and over again. Um, so it kind of just started pretty basic. Yeah. And then yeah, I got fortunate enough to get a climb at a handful of areas, kind of all over the country. Yeah. Um, probably the most memorable is being Yosemite I remember she took me there when I was 18 for a graduation present yeah she said that's go a good present in. man. A- any area you want to go now I don't think yeah. I'd I i do not know if I'd choose Yosemite about the time it was just like yeah, yeah, of course. a little dream of course like you like, hey, will,
0: can yeah. I'm going to Yosemite so you and your mom at
1: Yosemite <laughs> and that's your first trip there and... yeah I had been once before with okay. my buddy uh, yeah. Ryan because I had uh, I was also pretty influenced by um, there was a local college in the area Unity College yeah and they had like a little climbing wall there Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the college students, both well, my parents work there, yep. um, kind of also like showed me a bunch of the, the ropes and, uh, yeah, so I had been once before when I was 15. I yeah. With my buddy Ryan for a few weeks, which was awesome. That was yeah. It like was like eye-opening trip and, uh, really wanted to go back. So when my mom was like, you know, you gotta get, you gotta pick a trip for when you go for mm-hmm. graduation. Um, yeah, I went to the Yosemite and it was fun. It was awesome. It was definitely like steep learning curve for all of us. Yeah. And, I think yeah. me being, like, 18, I was, like, you know, I want to climb El Cap. That's, oh, yeah. like, the goal. Yeah. So we get there. I can remember we, like, roll into Yosemite that night. We didn't even get camping. We, don't, we didn't, couldn't get a camp spot in Camp 4 or anything. Yeah. And uh, so we just, like, you know, pitch a tent, you know, off to the side somewhere. Yeah. Wake up super early before any, like, rangers come out. And, uh, yeah, just hike up to the nose. Yeah. Just went just for it. You and your mom. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh... Oh, I mean I never hauled. I, we had like, you know, tried to practice all this back home, but yeah. a super steep learning curve. Uh-huh. You know, it just told I know retrospect you're like this is like the lamest yeah. idea ever. But No, it's an um, awesome idea. Yeah, we were just uh, psyched. Go for it. And uh yeah, ultimately it didn't happen. Yeah. But uh learned a lot and then you, you would think that anyone would be like, Okay, that was the most heinous, like, two days, like, that just go and do some, like, free climbing and not go up El Cap, you know? Yeah. But I think we took a rest day, and I was like, all right, we're going to go for the Bay wall. <laughs> <Like, let's laughs> That's doing do it. work. This is, uh, might so, be easier, you know? And, <laughs> yeah, I think maybe, I don't know, we were a little more seasoned by yeah, that point. We had, yeah. like, two days of big wall experience. Yeah. Um, but both of them cut short. The, the nose, there was, like, a big snowstorm that hit. Uh-huh. Um, so we came down. And, uh, which is probably, like, you know, a blessing in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't yeah. get any further than we did. I think we were at, like, maybe just before the, uh, the King Swing. And then the Salah Wall. we were just before, just after the Hollow Flake, which we didn't have to lead, um, which I have done that pitch before. That's maybe the scariest I've ever been when climbing. Yeah. Uh, but... That one was fixed, so it was just after that pitch, so whatever, that is, like, pitch 15 or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, we came back down. But it was Damn. awesome, it was super fun, and then we just had, like, another week of just kind of climbing. And um, you, you
0: can't really link any of those pitches, right? From 0 to 15, like, you guys are climbing 15 pitches. Uh, I'm sure you can link most of them. We were definitely yeah. pitching them out there, yeah. for sure. It <laughs> makes a big difference, um, you know. Yeah. But then you are saying, you were going to say, like, Seneca?
1: Yeah, we did a trip to Seneca Rocks, um... Which is awesome, I and mean, that place is cool. I think that's got some of like the stiffer grades. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a random place to want to go, but my mom ha- i think she went to like school in West Virginia or something. I should know where she went to school, but she had climbed there a bit before, and mm. that was just an area she was like, "Oh, this place is really cool. Um, we should check it out." Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the place is awesome. It's like just these two big fins of rock, and maybe it's like three or four pitches, and at the top it gets as narrow as like you know two feet yep. to ten feet. And there's climbing on both sides, so you can actually, like, just stuff your hand through cracks and, like, come out the other side of the cliff. Yeah. Um, and was this before the trip to Yosemite? This would have been before, yes. yeah. So we did a trip down to Seneca, and then we went into North Carolina as well. Yep. And climbed a, That's awesome, man. Sounds like you Climbed around there, and then... Very supportive. Yeah, just, supportive. and even now, it's, like, awesome just going back home and, yeah. you know. She's still climbing? She does, yeah. She's got to have shoulder surgery. Yeah. oh, this man. This be her second one. So, you know, she's oh. on the IR right now, yeah. but, uh... Oh. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, she still gets out every now and then, but it's still fun. I mean, we were talking I don't know, earlier this year about trying to do another trip somewhere. Yeah, you, know, you should. more fun to yeah, make it happen, because I miss it. I mean, for a while, even as I got, you know, more into climbing and, uh, you know, it was more into, like, projecting and stuff like that, I remember yeah. always, you know, Anytime I would do like a harder route, the first person I would call is my mom. Oh, you know? Even yeah. today, you know, I feel like after I do like a really yeah. hard send, I'll like text my mom and I'll try <laughs> to keep her like updated. Oh man, that's phenomenal. As, yeah, I love that. That's yeah, all good so. um,
0: then Now, uh, little change of subject. Uh, <laughs> gotta gotta talk about New England a little bit. Yep. Uh, what's uh, what would you say your top three favorite New England climbs are?
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, well, I think just by default, I've got to say China Beach. Yeah, of course. I think I put yeah. more of my life into that route <laughs> than anything else. Um, yeah, I just think you just can't get anything better than that. Yeah. It's like phenomenal. And yeah. yeah, I think even like Jay Star did a blog about the best 514s in America. I think that was number two. Yeah. Um, wow. So yeah, I would say that's my all-time favorite. And you spent then... <laughs> a little more time on that climb than him. I remember it. Right. a couple more goes. One or two more goes. One or two more. Yeah. I think it took me as many seasons as it did him goes. Um, yeah. Can I ask you what what motivated you about China Beach? What was it? You. I think just having like, I, I wouldn't say I learned to climb in Rumney, but I spent maybe a decade climbing there, and um, that's like the route to do. You know, like when yeah. first. I can remember first going there, even when I lived in Maine, like going to Waimea and like you know. You're like 10 hanging YMA, like you know, the 510 to the right yeah. of China Beach, and yep. just being like, Oh my god, like that's the coolest route ever! And then my buddy Brian Kim was, he, we went to uh school together up in Unity, yep. and he had just done it. and I knew n- nothing, like next to nothing about climbing at this point, and I just remember seeing a video of him doing that route China Beach, and was like, Oh, this is awesome! Like, yeah, and I knew that he was a really talented climber and that he had put a bunch of effort into it. Um, yeah, definitely. yeah. How did it? Uh, how would you say it felt clipping those chains that day? Oh, sight. Yeah, Yeah. feeling. Yeah, yeah. Heading straight to the pizza shop after that. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. I I topped it out. I untied the rope and threw it down. Yeah. And then it it's actually sucks because it was in the spring, so mm-hmm. it rains every day. And it yeah. Yeah. You topped out. And I topped it out. And initially, you're like, "Oh, it's sweet." It just like you know. Cruise up to the top of the cliff. Yeah. But then the whole top of the cliff, it's like this sketchy, like fifth class, like muddy slab that's yeah. just soaking wet. I remember being so spooked out up there. I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> Couldn't even celebrate I'm so yet. psyched right now. And did you do it as a direct and, pitch? To and Clip I got it? up and I, yeah, I thought, you know, I was like, I'm going to do it as a direct pitch to Cliffity Doodah, you know what it is. And it was a Saturday, so there's probably like 50 people on Cliffity Doodah. And here's some random kid coming out the woods, you know, in his climbing shoes, and everyone's looking at me like, what are you doing? but uh, so unfortunately yeah. I'll have to go back for yeah, the extension yeah you gotta extension. get, get the, yeah, so. the direct start yeah, yeah totally. for sure and
0: uh, what and, you got a few other yeah so climbs? we'll
1: we'll mix it up uh, and go up to Patukaway, the little boulder problem it's yeah. a cool thing I like about New England it's kind of got a little bit of everything yeah. um, but one that really sticks out is this arete called Pretty Block Swag mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of up by to Beaver and it's maybe like a 20 foot tall yeah like V11 I think is the, uh, the grade it gets but it's more I don't know it's like a V9 to a V9 to like a V6 like top out. Yeah. Um, But it's super tall and like all the whole uh, hard boulders I've done, I generally like mini traction them. Yeah. I call it like the the old man bouldering tactics. Nah, Uh, the smart man. So so I'll just mini track the boulder until I feel good about it. Yeah. And then uh, but that one, I remember it was tricky to mini track too because there wasn't like a good place to set up uh, an anchor. Yeah. And there was this tree like five feet off to the right. So I remember trying to do the top out and I, like, didn't have much rope at all, so I just tied it to the, the tree, and every time I would fall off the top out, I would just swing, like, oh, five feet off to the side. Yeah. Um, but eventually I figured it out, and I remember doing it, I was there by myself, and I got up to the top out, and I had hat worked, mm-hmm. and I was about to commit, and just couldn't do it, and jumped down, and I was like, God damn it! like, I had, like, hiked four crash pads up here, like, yeah. I just need to make this happen, and thank God. Um, two people from the salt pump, the gym I climbed out in Maine, just happened to show up to yep. work on Leave It to Beaver, and they both had like two Mondos each or something. Yeah. It kind of saves a day for me there. Yeah. Um, Damn.
0: And now you got it clean on mini track
1: uh, before? I, had, I just done the top out a bunch of yeah. I, I right. got to the top out a few times before, yeah. um, but then had to rehearse on mini traction. So no, no shame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, you shouldn't, man. That's, yeah. that's crazy. And then we'll, we'll take it back to Maine for the third one. And I would say it's this route called Maniac. Yep. Um, and I haven't done it. I just climbed on it uh, like a day and a half last summer. Cool. Um, and it's awesome. It's kind of got some historical value. It's yep. uh potentially the first like uh, climb graded 13D. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was done years ago by this dude, uh, Dan Goodwin, Spider-Man Dan. Yep. Uh, that was famous for climbing all the buildings and he put it up and i think at the time no one believed him and there's some controversy of whether he did it or not i guess he like didn't name his blair and i'm not yeah. sure the whole details of the story but you know years later alex Honnold came by cuz i think dan maybe didn't like the 80s you know this is before like you know 514 was like a thing yeah and uh um, Alex Hall and Hazel Finley were in town on a trip and they both repeated it and confirmed that it was probably 13D Yeah, um, which at the time would have been the first confirmed yeah. like 513D Yeah, um, and it's awesome just the setting and everything it's cool it's up in Lubeck, Maine so there's no other climbing up there like yeah. you know you go up there you're just surrounded by a bunch of you know lobstermen like <laughs> what the heck rock yeah. climbers like what are you guys doing up here yeah. um, and it's also the easternmost point of the United States so yeah. it's cool and it's only been done maybe 5 Five times, I yeah. Say. Yeah. You gonna uh, go back for it eventually? I would love to. It's uh, it's a haul. i you know from like mm-hmm. Rumney or all the other climbing in New England. It's yeah. like maybe a six or seven hour drive. Oh God. From uh, yeah. my parents' house, maybe a three hour drive. Yeah. So, uh, I would love to go back though and do it. Yeah. It would be super fun. But... that would be
0: a special climb, man. Yeah.
1: yeah. And what would you say climbing in
0: New England is all about?
1: Yeah, I would say it. It's about just sucking it up because yeah. the conditions are heinous. <laughs> yep and just like shit talking with your friends <laughs> of course and uh I, like i always like to say that new england is like special in a sense that you don't get a lot of traveling climbers because um, mm-hmm. you know, like i said it rains all the time the camping's not easy mm-hmm. um there's not i mean, you can't go by yourself because it's hard to find you know like dependable partners um it's just not lined up as like a destination area even yeah. though some of the climbing is world class there mm-hmm. i think so um So because you don't get these traveling climbers and you don't get, you know, a big contingency of, you know, people coming and going, it just tends to be, like, the same locals, you know, that go there. So I feel like it's, like, the same people every day. So it just makes that community, like, that much stronger because it's just the same people you're climbing with all the time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Yeah. I feel like New England, it's, like, you're not going to get perfect weather all the time. So we can all kind of relate in the sense of, like you know, that one nice day of the year like everyone's at the crag. Yeah, yeah. Like we gotta do our projects, we gotta well, send our projects.
0: Everybody's at the crag but all the college kids and are gone. You know, it's like a nice nice little time to be at like Waimea and all those crags and
1: everybody those big lines are all gone. The weather's perfect, it's a perfect fifty degrees. Yeah, totally you know. Hey I I mean, that's nice And the trick is like I always say the secret about climbing in New England is the best season. is the winter time, But yeah. I don't think anyone's caught on to that. I probably shouldn't say it on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, and just uh, just good characters in New England, you know. It's, yeah. like, as much about, like, the climbing and, like, sending your roots as it is about just, like, talking shit with your friends. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah. I just feel like there's, yeah, so many good New England characters. Everyone's a little bit salty and kind of keeps themselves. And, yeah. um Yeah, it's funny, like, comparing it to the climbing scene in Colorado, which is great, you know, but it's, like, Everyone out here, I feel like, is just, A, just climbs, like, so hard. You know, every, oh, like, yeah. you know, one of their mom climbs, like, yep. 10, it feels like. But, like, me and my buddy were talking the other week how, like, you go to, like, a sport climbing area or a bouldering area out here. And it, it almost feels like you're just going to, like, a weight room and you're, like, waiting in line to just use, like, a generic, like, <laughs> treadmill. You know, you're, like, all right, you're done now because I want to go. And no one talks to each other. There's yeah. not, like, that, I don't know. I, I, just not as much of a community. Um, yeah. Or I feel like, you know,
0: it is crazy. Sally and I were talking earlier about how, if you're out anywhere and you find out somebody's a climber, you'll talk to them for a few minutes at least. Totally. Yeah. But something if there's like you and ten other people at the crag who you don't know, yeah. they're climbers clearly they're at the crag. Yeah. You just don't talk to them. Yeah. Like, or if you find out somebody at a wedding is a climber,
1: yeah. you talk the ear off. Yeah. The whole totally. time. You know, it's just a funny.
0: Yeah. something happens when you get to the crag. Yeah. You know, like the,
1: yeah, the treadmill like you're talking about totally. So yeah, it's just I feel like people aren't as invested in other people, but like yeah. I feel like maybe in New England everyone's kind of just like psyched yeah. on what everyone's psyched. doing. I can remember this one fall day I was up there with uh, my buddy Michael, and I think I was trying to live in Astro, and it was a weekend where like you know it was one of those few weekends when everyone descends a project because it's like super crisp and, yeah. and everything was going oh bad. yeah Love and it. but the I remember talking to Michael the best part of the weekend. Was this dude that came over and he wanted to get on Waimea, and uh, the guy's name was Angel, and it was classic. He rolls up in like you know Air Jordans and like yeah. baggy cargo <laughs> yep. shorts, and I'm just like, oh my God, what's this guy up to? And uh, he, you know, racks up. He he goes up. He has an extra pair of shoes on his on his harness as he's climbing Waimea, yep. and just from the start, you're like, this guy doesn't have a chance. You know, and he like goes up, just not looking good. Yep. Uh, and like, there's no way like this guy's gonna do it. And he just battles so hard. Yeah. And I remember at one point, he's, like, you know, just huffing and puffing, like, midway up. And uh, I'm, like, you know, just hang-dogging up on Astro. Yeah. And uh, I yelled down, I was like, come on, Angel, you got this, man. And he just looks up at me, he's like, fuck yeah, man, I got this thing, I got And he just, like, charges, <laughs> and he, like, sends it. It was, like, yeah. the most epic thing. It was so crazy. And... Uh, but I remember thinking, I was like, man, of all of, you know, like, the 514s that got done that weekend, like, that was what stood out. Was yeah, like yeah. This dude just trying hard. Mm-hmm. and
0: Yeah, I love that. Everybody was cheers into him at the campfire. Yeah, know, I feel you know. like
1: you just get, you know. Yeah. Was that when I, Jonathan Segris was there? Was that the same time? Uh, I think it might have been a different season because I was okay. injured that season. Yeah. I remember I had, like, a elbow injury. Yeah,
0: okay. I just heard a similar story about somebody epic on Waimea and everybody celebrating. Yep. And while Jay started nice. doing laps on
1: yeah, totally. China Beach. But I think it's cool yeah. like that. It's like, you know, yeah. I, I feel like other places maybe you go and it's like, all right, if you're not climbing 514, yeah. like, you know, you don't belong there. But it's cool that you that's, can have like the yeah. classic 510, the classic five, and everyone's just out trying hard, having fun. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what it's about. So, yeah, you know.
0: absolutely. And uh, speaking of Michael, can you tell me uh, the story about uh, when you guys went to Mexico?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... This was in nursing school, and I remember I just needed, you know, needed to get away. And we yep. had a three-week vacation over Christmas, and uh, so it was like a clap. Michael and I have traveled a bunch together, and we're notorious for like planning, like talking about the trip month in advance, but like buying the plane tickets like the day of, the day <laughs> before, you know. So it's even like two days before, and we're like, are we gonna go, dude? And I was, you know, and uh, and I had just actually busted my finger. Um, I ruptured a pulley, four running roots in the gym. And, uh, but didn't even, you know, that, like, that's, like, beside the fact. It was just, like, I didn't even care. I was, like, yeah. I don't care. My finger's busted. I just need to go on a climbing trip. It's, like, the same. Even if I'm not climbing, I just, like, need to be involved. And, yeah, yeah, of um, course. So we, yeah, probably, like, the day before we left, we booked tickets, um, to go down to Mexico to that feature El Gigante. yeah Um, to try this route called Logical Progression. And, uh, it's cool. It's, I think it's, like, maybe one of the taller formations like in north america or i'm probably just making stuff up right now but, um <laughs> yeah it's pretty tall how tall uh is? it is just shy of like 30 pitches so yeah. like a thousand meters maybe Damn. um and it's been i feel like it's been a little more popular i feel like more and more people have done it mm-hmm. um when we went at the time i think only I don't know, i'd only heard of a few other people going down there um our buddy josh had just gone down was kind of raving about it so we're like oh, check this out yeah and uh but if anything, you know, we were just, like, to go away. Yeah. And so we flew and We fly into some teeny little city. We basically have no beta other than to, like, meet this dude, Fernando. And we have, like, a GPS to get <laughs> yeah. to his ranch. And so we fly into this, like, teeny little airport. I remember it being off of, like, a dirt road. And you can just, like, get in the rental car. You're just, like, unsure about it. And uh, so whatever. We get the rental car. And we're in the middle of... Uh, I can't remember. It's like, kind of like the Copper Canyon lands or whatever. So definitely, like, a little... I mean, everyone always just nervous when we travel internationally, you know, and, oh, like, yeah. the trick is, yeah. I, I don't know, I feel like it's, like, I've never had any issues, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's always, you know, I feel more safe, you know, in half the international places I've gone than yeah. being in, like, Boston or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, so we, we're driving, we get in there in, like, the middle of the night, find Fernando's ranch, and we just kind of crash, you know, and that next day, we get up and find Fernando, and we don't speak any Spanish, you know, and he speaks, like, Okay, English, but there's definitely, like, a language barrier there. Yeah. And, uh, we're like, yeah, man, we're here to climb El Gigante, and, uh, I guess to get back there, there's, it's, like, this pretty wild road, kind of, like, through, like, kind of, basically feel like you're just driving through the jungle. Yeah. Um, so we had plans to hire someone that that had a truck, um... And Fernando, you know, he's like, oh yeah, no problem, no problem. You know, my buddy Valentine can uh, drive you for sure. You know, so like, you know, two days go by, and we're just like, you know, still haven't found Valentine. Yeah. You know, and this is like two or three days oh, effort, valentine. and the trip's already like limited, and we're like, yeah. oh, Fernando, man, like, where's Valentine? Like, we need to get back here. We're getting kind of antsy. And uh, he's like, oh, actually, he's on vacation. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I feel like there's no like sense of urgency there, which yeah. is great. I love it about it. But we're also yeah. kind of like, all right, like, well, like, you, you know what, anyone else that get a uh, get a truck back there? And so Fernando, he gets out a piece of paper and draws us a map to this yeah. city, or this little town right in the city. And uh, he was like, yeah, go here. And he was like, you want to find, I can't remember the guy's name, but you want to find this guy. And he uh, he has a truck, and the truck is green and it has red doors. So he's like, just drive to this town, look for the truck that's the green with truck. red <laughs> doors. So Michael and I are like, well, oh, my God, like, well, we got to try. You know, like, yeah. So we're like you know, drive to this teeny little town, we're like looking around, sure enough you see a truck and red yes. doors. I'm like, All right, this is our boy So it would go up and um I wish I could remember the dude's name. But we uh we get there and uh he like, Oh no, I can't do it, oh, you know, come like, on. the truck's not working and, and uh and he didn't really speak any English at all, but he gives us his kid, and his kid's maybe like ten. Yeah. And so his kid, and his kid, so we, his kid gets in our car, and we're driving around with this guy's <laughs> kid trying to find a uh, someone to bring us back to El Gigante. And finally, we pull over at this like little sawmill, and there's like three guys out there. Yeah. And uh, the kid goes up and you know tells us what we want to do, uh-huh. and one of these guys just volunteers, like, yeah, I'll drive you back there. Nice. So I think we paid him like a hundred bucks or something. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, so the next day he picks us up, drives us back. And it's one of those things where, like, at times it feels like a road. At times it feels like you're just driving through the middle of the woods. Yeah. And uh, I remember we're in the back of the truck, and he's driving, and his, like, maybe four-year-old daughter's in the back of the truck with us. And there's just beer cans. There's, like, an axe. There's, like, all this stuff. And he just, like, gives us his little daughter. And, oh, it's just classic. And then we get there, and we just stop, and uh, we're in, like, the middle of the woods. And he like you know gestures for us to get out. Yeah. He's like, right, I'll hike you to the top. And yeah. So maybe I know, took like an hour to hike to the top. And at this point, like we have, there's not really like an established trail. We're uh-huh. just kind of wandering like through the woods, following this dude aimlessly. Oh my and, god. Uh, and we're huffing and puffing. And I remember at one point, it's great. This guy has, uh, you know, cowboy hat on, big belt buckle, jeans, cowboy boots. You know, and Michael and I would probably have our nice, you know, like, yeah, you know, oh, outdoor research, all this gear. Meanwhile, this guy's just smoking us. And yeah. at one point he just turns around, grabs one of our haul bags and, uh, <laughs> and throws it on his back. I think the one that had like all the water in it and just like takes off. And it's one of those approaches where there's like definitely some scrambling, maybe some like third class scrambling yeah. and this homeboy is just going for it like in his cowboy boots with the haul bag on the pack. Yeah. Just killing it. And Michael and I are just like huffing and puffing, trying to keep up with it. Wow. It's like wild. <laughs> and uh, so finally, yeah, we get to the top and he's like, all right, see you guys. And we're like, Pick us up in five days, so it was a little work. Like, all right, like hope, I hope it's like works out, you know, like yeah. we, I don't know how to hike out of here. We're just stranded up here. We have just enough food and water. Um, so Whatever we like, and it, uh, he hiked us to the top, so we wrapped down yep. and get to the base, and it was awesome. Um, the only was, I remember the only hiccup is that you can't get like fuel where we were, uh-huh. so we, everything was cold. And I remember drinking like cold chlorinated oh. instant like Nestle coffee. Oh god, and it was miserable. Um, well, whatever, I mean, yeah. Blast had super fun... I didn't yep. go climb a pitch. I just played Hans Florine and just was yeah. jumping behind Michael. Oh, no way, man. But we really had a great time. We are on the wall for, like, three days. Yeah. Then we get to the top, and I remember we just, like, finished our food and water and sleep up there that night, and we're just like, I oh, mean, I hope Fernando, yeah. or well, I can't remember the dude's name. Yeah. like, I hope he shows up. Fernando, and, too. Uh, yeah, Fernando, too. And, yeah, next day, like, noontime, we just see him. No way. Yeah, of course. And Man. Uh, and you got no service out there, right? Yeah, no service at all. Oh yeah, nothing out there. And uh yeah, it was awesome. Man. We get back, hikes us out and shows up with his little daughter again, <laughs> throws her in the back of the truck and axe Yeah, beer cans is still axe there. Axe yeah. drives us out. I think we yeah, brought some tecate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and Oh yeah, was classic. Well, it that's was a, awesome.
0: That's a good story. Yeah, yeah I
1: like that. Alright, well, um, what would uh, what's next for you, Maddie? Uh Yeah, so I'll probably be kicking it, I don't know, in Colorado for the next, I don't know, month and a half or so. Yep. And I've been climbing out this area called the Monastery, Mm -hmm. a bunch. It's like an old zone that uh, Tommy Caldwell and his dad developed. Yeah, Um, Yeah. so plug away at some projects there. Yep. And then, yeah, I'll go to the New River Gorge for a little bit this fall with some buddies. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I'll just kind of be on the softy hunt out in Colorado, you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Take advantage of it while I'm here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I saw you on Grand Ole Opry yesterday. That was fun watching you throw down. Yeah, yeah that thing that was, was really amazing. It, it's dude.
1: cool. It's like, yeah, it's so good. It's uh, yeah, it's hard. It's definitely it's like exciting. It's got you know, yeah, little I don't know for for being a sport climb, it definitely like feels like you're kind of run out or just like very off balance and TV the whole time. Um, but it's sweet feet cut at that yeah
0: before the clip yeah
1: the the run out Yeah. pretty cool we'll see I don't know it seems like it's coming together I'm excited to hear about it man I'll probably just epic on it and never do it like (laughs) usual but But, alright
0: well uh, thanks a ton for being on the show man and uh, as always the final word's yours what do you
1: got yeah, so I gotta say that uh, my fantasy football team, the uh, the, the, the competitive edge, um, I'm actually the uh, the only original name left in our fantasy football league. Wow! Uh, but I just Come went on. to two and two this year on the season, and I'm feeling really good about it. Just made a big trade, and uh, yeah, I I I, I you know I've made the playoffs maybe once, but I'm feeling that this year's my year, and yeah. so I'd be psyched to do the Grand Ole Opry, but that's definitely like secondary Second, yeah. to trying to. Take home the, the yep. ship this year. 2-2. Two and, and two. Uh, you got some work just, to do, I'll be honest with you. You yeah. know, I could be 4-0 if uh, a couple things have lined up a little bit different, yep. but uh, I just traded. I got Derrick Henry, my new running back. Yep. And uh, You're doing a lot better than the Broncos, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got to say, actually, <laughs> the, best, the best part about being in Colorado is uh, just rubbing it in the Broncos' <laughs> fans' face. Be careful, face. man. Very angry. My favorite moment of being in Colorado was watching the Patriots win the Super Bowl this past year. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. just went to uh, like a local sports bar full of Broncos fans, and it was just sweet. Yeah.
0: Uh, all so,
1: right. Yeah. Well, well
0: said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah thanks for well, having me, out. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate yeah, it. It was awesome. All right, big thanks to Maddie for finding time to chat with me. The weather's good. You can probably find him at the monastery wall at Estes Park for the next few weeks. He's pretty stoked on some stuff up there. Maddie's final word was some nonsense about his fantasy football team. The message I got out of that was not to take climbing too seriously and have fun with it. All righty, thanks for tuning in, everybody.